Hi, everybody. Welcome. I'm MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and together we are Sober Sisters Talk. So that means we are sober and we sit here and we talk. And we're program <laughs> and, sisters. And you guys get to listen. Yes, we are program sisters. So MG and I work several programs, and the point of this particular podcast is to bring to you, our listeners, the, the way that, you know, the things that we encounter and how we apply our program to our daily lives. Programs. Right. Like taking our programs out on the road. Like Elizabeth likes to say, it's easy to stay sober in a meeting, but, you know, not so much when you're at the grocery store and you have stalkers who are blocking the aisleway and you want to get past them and it's 930 and you're tired and you might say something that's not appropriate. You not know? that you've ever experienced that anything never like that. Anything like that. But you know, I like to think that mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm doing a much better job today being out in the world. And you know, I don't know. How, and I like to say I don't know how to keep anybody else sober. I just know what works for me. Uh, but it changes. And one of the things Elizabeth and I wanted to talk today was about pushing past your limits or your limitations because. I loved what you said that when we come into this program, we've already been pushed so far. Oh my gosh, we're so, I remember I was so in so much despair and pain, and I guess we all get pushed into these rooms. None of us wants to come in. Nobody comes in on a high note. I mean, I don't know anybody that does. And I was like, you know, pretty far down there when I came in. You yeah. know, I didn't see you until you'd been in for a little, a few months. But it's a you know, it's a challenging thing and it's not easy. And I mean, I was not, I was like down at the bottom when I came in. And, um, so we were talking MG and I, but one of the things I wanted to talk about was like, um, feeding yourself. So, and that's how we started on this topic is I was listening to this, um, web, this podcast and he was talking about feeding yourself and feeding yourself good healthy things and when you feed yourself good healthy food products he was talking about food but this could be mental food you know it could be spiritual food it doesn't matter what it is um that when you do that you starve the the craving for the addictive crap well and whatever it is when when you were telling me that story i was like thinking oh so that that i was thinking you're gonna say you starve it and that's why it like rebels and says, I want the Pringles or I want the ice cream. But I think you're right. And, and I just have to share with you, it's been 15 days since I've been off sugar. And um, I feel so much better. You know, for me, food equals mood. And the two things that I really cannot eat are sugar and like white flour things even though I had some croutons in a salad today I was eating it with a bunch of fiber and so I didn't get like a insulin response to it but things like cakes and cookies are just forbidden for me and I just I've, I've come to my bottom around that I just I can't it just is so debilitating for me or even the processed foods like the Pringles and things like that and so I've been eating really well on, I feel like a food plan that I've kind of created on my own. I found these foods that do not cause an insulin spike. And they're like, you know, I eat Raisin Bran in the morning sometimes. So it's not like it's 
like so restricted, but it's like a whole wheat raisin bran from Trader Joe's and it's like, you know, a whole like some 2% milk. And so that works for me. That's a great breakfast for me. So when I am, and, and when I am aware of what I'm eating and how I'm eating and if I'm eating well, I do feel so good. And I think it's sort of like those people who get on lithium, they start feeling better and then they jump off. So I think like for me, um, mine is all about planning, you know, like making sure that I have the right kinds of foods and that I don't let myself get too hungry. Because yes. when I do that, then, and I don't have any sugar, I don't have anything sugary in my house. I don't eat sugar. And it took me, MG, it took me four months to withdraw from sugar when I went off of it. Yes. And oh it, God. yes. And it, I was dreaming about it. But now it's like I'm neutral. I, you know, frequently have to cut cakes at work and um, I don't, I'm very cognizant. I don't lick my thumb. I don't, you know, touch, you know, I go and wash my hands. I don't like the smell of it. I don't want it. Whereas when I'm in my addiction, that is my drug of choice. You know, white cake, white grocery store cake with white frosting. Yes, that I could, I could eat the whole cake and it would not be enough. Oh my God. And it would not be enough. And that's how my, that's what my addict is like. And so when I get off of it, you know, to stay away from it, it just feels so much better. And I feel so much better. And I don't have those cravings. You're absolutely right. I feel very strong. And, you know, there's a piece of me that feels that I'm, I'm somehow missing out on something. And one of the big triggers is like when I go to my book club these lovely ladies you know they're older they've got like tea sets and shit like that and like they make these amazing pound cake and tartlets and cookies like you know like a meringue like they browned in the oven and I'm like thinking I can't live this life without having her you know lemon meringue pie and and what I realized and I've been seeing a lot of this is like what are you willing to give up for your thing like in program, it's like, you know, I'm willing to give up acting out in order to work this program because it doesn't work. And so, you know, I've got book club coming up in October. And so my goal is just to say no thank you and not to have the fabulous dessert. I mean, none of these women are going to be offended at all. They're, you know, they're they're grown-ass women. They're not going to be like, oh, get out. You know, they're not going to say any of that shit. And so it's the stuff I make up in my head about... Right. I mean, if I'm going to something like that, I usually take something. Mm -hmm. You know, like when I go to Sunday dinners at my son's house, I take something that is appropriate for me, you know, and that everybody else will like as well. Yeah. So that's an option always is to bring, you know, watermelon or, you know, something that works for you that's not, you know, going to trigger trigger the, the addict to trigger the cravings. Well, and that's for me, I, I want to push past my limitations. I don't want to, I, I'm tired of doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Well, and the, the solution, too, is what you talked about as well, is like, you know, when you get there is, you said, I, I'm willing to do this because of this. So if you could reframe it, rather than I can't live this life without having this lemon meringue pie, I'm going to feel so much better 
without eating that oh lemon meringue God. pie. Right. You know, right. I feel so much better not having that. Yes. And, you know, maybe moving away. It's challenging when you're in a situation where everybody else is enjoying it. Yeah. But, you you know, you got to move away, find another person that's not eating at the time or, you know, it, it but it, you will feel so much better not doing it. Yes. And if I continue with my food program the way that I have been, I feel like I'll be much more fortified. And, you know, listen, I've eaten a ton of stuff. I've had a lot of sex. I've like done so much. I've drunk a bunch of liquor, smoked a bunch of dope. You know, I have had all those experiences. And so I feel like, you know, I want to, why don't I try to shift it? Like you were saying to, I want to have the experience of feeling good and having energy and not being dragged down because, you know, two and a half weeks ago, I, you know, decided that I wanted, I was feeling a little bit run down because of heat and I know that I'm vulnerable to heat stress and I was like thinking, you know, maybe I need some electrolytes, maybe I need, but so instead of going to get Gatorade, I went and got chocolate covered peanuts and, you know. Because <laughs> there's a ton of electrolytes in those. Right. And, uh, you know, that's my sugar. And then for my salty, I got some crackers and some brie and I... Actually, the sugar was the lemon cookies. I had the peanuts a few days before. So I came home and I ate almost all of these, the pack of sugar cookies and the brie and the crackers. And that combination made me so ill. Acid reflux all night long. Couldn't sleep, even after I took stuff. And the next day, just wiped out with sugar, sugar hangover. And like I had to leave work an hour early. I felt so bad. I mean, I'm having to leave work. And that's when I was like, oh, my God. And I was looking up OA meetings, and I'm like, I guess this is going to be the last room I go into. And I was so busy. I went into, you know, the next night I had stuff to do. And so I was, you know, kept myself busy, and I, you know, haven't had a chance to go to that program. But it's like I'm willing to go to OA. I'm willing to give up that stuff because I want to feel better. So, you know, what got me going on this whole topic was was the the guy that I was listening to was talking about having robust health, like the best health that you've ever been in. Like, what if you could have that, you know, like, and we don't talk about that and we don't aim for that. We aim for just a little bit better. I you want know? robust health, yes, Elizabeth. Like thriving. Hell yeah. You know, like so the, and the, a ton of energy and feeling like you can do anything like yes, that's because what I, got, I want I got a lot of shit I want to do and exactly. when I'm like, like sat down on the couch going Ugh. it doesn't feel good no. so he equated it also to um, physical exercise working out and he said like you know if you start doing you know something really um, something very intense and in the beginning, it does. It feels like, ow, 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 like this hurts, 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 or, you know. But he said, what if you reframed it? And instead of like, oh, it hurts, this is what it feels like when my body's getting stronger. This is what it feels like when I'm creating change in my body. And it's the same thing like if we, we took it to a recovery thing. Like, 
oh my God, I do not want to go to those meetings. It hurts. I don't like any of those people. I'm going to have to give up all of this sex I'm having. I'm going to have to like, and we look at it that way. And then, then we go get into withdrawal and we're like, oh, I'm in so much pain. I miss him. I love him. You know, I had journals, journals and journals and journals. I probably had eight journals. The same thing written in it over and over and over again. Where is he? Why didn't he, you know, just paying attention to that part of it. Instead, what if you reframe it? Every time you hit that place, reframe it. This is what it feels like to get free from this addiction. This is what it feels like to be emotionally mature. That's what you get when you push past your limitations. When you push past it. There's so much on the other side. And that's what I tell all these news. But you're not going to feel it. When, yeah. when, when, when you start, it no, hurts. No, no, no. And yeah. this part is challenging. However, you've got to get this like reframing thing where you're going like, this is what it feels like to push past to get to the other side. Right, right, right. And to our listeners out there, I feel like I'm on the other side. And let me tell you, the water is wonderful over here. I have not acted out in over 15 years. Yeah. And that feels lovely it does. You know? yes it feels really really good to not have the need to drink or smoke or sex or chase a guy in order to fill the hole that's inside of me well they i love that phrase sunlight of the spirit yes and that's just for me if you can just imagine like sitting in the sun where it feels really good not Houston sun when it's blasting you down but just like you know maybe a California sun yes at the beach right very relaxed just feeling that warmth and feeling that calm and that peace and that's what I have for the most part now not to say that I don't get triggered when I go to HEB at 9.30 on a Tuesday and they're stalking and I have words with the stalkers about they're in the way and they're in the way of my groceries, you know? And it was, like, so funny when we were uh, talking at the beach retreat. I was talking about having my recovery recovery plan before I go to HEB. Oh, yeah, you did. But I didn't plan. I didn't think I needed it a Tuesday night at 930. And I did. I always need it when I go to HEB. That's what I've discovered. It's the grocery store. It's the grocery store. So, so I yeah. do, like, but, yeah, I think it's just part of this... MG is so, it's the willingness to recognize, look at this is where I'm at. It's like what we were talking about with the sugar. When you get to that point, you know, and it's like, I, you know, I mean, I've had my, my binges with food, you know, I can't remember when the last one was, but Ritz I've had, crackers you know, oh, Ritz crackers and peanut butter. <laughs> I could eat the whole thing. Like I had some when I, when I took care of the grandkids and I was like, I need to put this away. Cause yeah. it was like, yeah, I think I had eight crackers with peanut butter. And I was like, that's enough, you know? Yeah. Cause I'm not hungry anymore. I am just like, it's so delicious. it feels so good to eat. But the thing is, is that I am willing to recognize I'm in my addiction right now. Yeah. I need to stop this. I'm not hungry. And push past that discomfort of putting it away, of stopping eating, and sit in whatever's going on with me and get to the other side of yeah. that. Well, and for me, working out, you know, I, I I fell when I was in New York, and I have three herniated discs and a pinched nerve. And when the physical therapist read my MRI report, she was like, I can't believe you're even walking. She said, this report is just, uh, you know, horrible. And I'm like, well, I live in New York City. What am I going to do? I've got to walk. 
And she really kind of like was uh, validating for me that I was in a lot of pain. And she said, listen, uh, this is just, it's not, it, she goes, it's painful, but everything is still working. So it's not like I was in jeopardy of being paralyzed or losing a nerve. It's just, you know. Permanent damage. Right. It's just, and, and clearly, you know, I mean, it's been five years and I'm still feeling, you know, the nerve stuff. And so when I go and do yoga, I have pain. And the physical therapist, I remember she said this to me. She said, um, the stretching is going to be your lifesaver for this stuff. She said, as you learn how to stretch your muscles and do all your exercises, you know, the the muscles are going to move around that nerve and you'll be able to uh, have more flexibility and less pain. And did I continue doing those stretching exercises? No, I didn't. And I think that physical therapists know that, that, you know, at a certain point people stop and they give up. But, you know, I've had someone that's really motivating me to get, you know, and she's been very sweet. And I know she listens to this podcast and she buys me yoga pants and yoga tops. And she's been very supportive and really encouraging me. And uh, and I want to thank them so much for all that love. And so the, the, the truth is, and I think that this is the key that I'm trying to get to, is that in our program, if we have the capacity to be honest, and so the truth is, is that even though I'm feeling discomfort and pain, the benefits of having a continued stretching practice, a continued yoga practice, are that I won't have this pain, and I won't have to take aspirin, I won't have to put patches on, I won't have to be in discomfort, because I want to be active. I want to be out there in the world. I want to go on a European robust. trip. And robust health. Thriving. I want to be able to walk for miles a day if I'm on vacation. You know, I want, to, I want that so much. And so I'm not going to get there. Like my goal is next year to go to Europe with some friends and walk around and shit. You know, so I can't get there from today. If you're focused on the pain. Right. So what if you reframe it and just simply... You know, you can pull back a little bit in yoga and just say, oh, so this is what it feels like to aim for robust health. Yes. Oh. Yes. So this is what people who are thriving feel like. And because that is, I mean, I've never had a yoga class where I don't feel some kind of discomfort. Hmm. But I do know that, like, if I push past, if I push through, the end is there, you know. It's... And we're not talking about suffering. And we're not talking about... No, no, no. But I mean, the thing is, is that you're not going to... You're not going to gain anything staying where you, where you are. Nothing's going to change staying where you are. You've got to be able to push past, to go forward, you know. And I absolutely refuse to let you go backwards. So... That's my thing, is that you've got to go forward, yeah. push forward, push yeah. through. Well, when we stay still, I feel like we rest on our laurels. And I'm not saying that people can't take a break or whatever and, like, enjoy it. But, you know, that's what I love about you, Elizabeth, is that you've continued to do your work. You continue to grow. You can tr- continue to explore. You're still curious. And the truth is, is that there is more out there. And, I mean, I think that this is a way of reframing the addict, you know, for yes. me, you know, I think that the basis of our addiction is like the addiction of less or, or the addiction of more, you know, 
a hundred or two too many, or what is it? A hundred is, isn't enough. One is too many, and a thousand's not enough. Right. And so, but there's a positive golden energy to that, which is, I want more. I want more out of my life, and but in a in a golden way, right. not a shadow way. Right. If you're a Jungian. So person. and and you can like one of the things the um this podcaster suggested was to um get a partner get someone to push you and that's what sponsors are for you know once you get into a place where you're with a sponsor that knows you and knows your stuff you know that person can can prod you and push you or you can have a a partner you know there's recovery partners and friends you know, and it, I used to have a workout partner. Shelly and I used to work out together and do these really intense workouts. And we had this quasi sort of competitive thing, you know. Well, oh, my God, she's doing that many, like, then we would do these rower things. And, like, oh, how, where are you? Oh, my God, i got to catch up with her, you know. And we did, and we pushed each other. And it was, you know, we both got stronger, and we both got we elevated our, phys- our physical fitness from that relationship. Well, I love that. And, you know, you inspired me by the Law of Attraction journal. And so I was telling our dear friend that lives up in North Texas about it. And she was like, she came here to stay and she looked at it and she was like, oh my God, this is amazing. She goes, I'm going to get one. And then she's like, this is too much. We've got to work on it together. And I'm like, Law of Attraction again? Okay. So we have a standing Monday morning meeting where we call and we talk for like half an hour. That's it. Just half an hour where we're going through the questions about the first part of yeah, yeah, yeah. awareness. And and uh, and so it's like, it's enough of a push for me that I feel like I can do it. Right. Because sometimes I get overwhelmed by the magnitude. It's like, oh, I can't do all this. But right. I can work on this question, and I can spend you know, like 10 or 15 minutes before our call and being real thoughtful so that when we have our call, we can talk about it. And so we're slowly but surely incrementally working. And so that's what works for me. Like, you know, I try to figure out what works for me, what's, you know, where I feel like, and I, and I feel like I have done this with my recovery and with therapy and, and um, you know, trying to become a more healthy, happy person where I do find things and I do push my things, push myself. So this is just all part of it. And even doing this podcast with you, you know, this is at, at the beginning. It was definitely and, a push. Right. Definitely a and push I was like, I don't want to. And now I feel like it's just smooth sailing. Yes. It's like second nature. Yes. It is. Like, you know, uh, and it's something that I'm excited and proud about. And I share. And we're making progress. Absolutely. Little by, it's the incremental. I posted this thing on Facebook today for LOA that um, sometimes we do need that. That's it. I'm not touching this anymore. Like the big, you know, I'm going to SLAA. That's it. I'm done, you know, and go in it and dive in and one big change. But there's times too when you need those small incremental steps towards what it is that you want. Those work really good for me on a daily basis. And that's what we do in LOA. It's exactly what we do. That's what you do when you work the steps. It's taking those small, incremental steps towards what it is that you want to accomplish. Towards the life you want. Towards robust health. In all aspects of our lives. In all aspects. Well, I love it, Elizabeth. So, feed yourself. 
feed yourself, feed yourself good stuff, not just food, but you know, one of the things I've taken to doing um, at night is I um, buy web courses. And so instead of eating or watching TV at night, I do a web course and it makes me feel really stimulated. It's like, I feel like I'm learning something. I'm, I'm growing. It's helping me. Um, one of them is on a podcast and I'll, I'll give you feedback on that later. So, um, I feed myself. I wake up in the morning and I listen to things that are spiritual. I love Marissa Peer. I love your universe, a YouTube channel, Y-O-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E. Um, and I listen to those and that feeds me. And then I have this whole day of like positivity. I have this really good day because I'm ready. I fed myself spiritually. I'm not, I don't, I, my tank is full. Right. And that's what, you know, al teaches me that I can't help somebody else until I've taken care of all my needs. You got to put the oxygen mask on first. Right. And I'm so good about that. But, you know, I do want to be of service and I do want to be able to use my gifts to help others. So what do I need to do? You know, we talk about self-care a lot in SLAA. So I think that that's key. That in order, if, if I want to have that goal of being of service to God and others, then I've got to do all these other things over here. Getting enough rest, getting my sleep, eating my vitamins, things like that that are like my top line behaviors. And you get to elevate. So like I've noticed like my sponsees, as I elevate my spiritual health, they elevate theirs. As I elevate my, my um, things that I want to accomplish, my objectives, then my sponsees are better. You know, they're sponsoring more people. They're taking on, you know, it's just... More service work, right. It's a win-win. Right, right, right. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. What a motivating podcast thank today. You. I'm like so motivated. What the hell? Huh? Robust health. Robust health. I love it. Maybe that's what I'll name this podcast. How to Thrive. Whatever. I don't care. You name it whatever you want. That's your part of it. But (laughs) I just tell you, I feel so much better when I am on that, that particular space in my life. And negative people, they stay away from me. They don't come over and complain. You won't suffer them. I got nothing to offer you. Yes, that's right. I'm just going to put it right back on you. Um, That sounds like your stuff. (laughs) Want to see a mirror? Here you go. Well, thank you so much, thank everybody. You. Thank you, listeners. Hey, if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to comment on this, if you have any questions, you can email us at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. We're also on the web at www.SoberSistersTalk.com. And we have a Facebook page, and you can find us at Sober Sisters Talk. It's our business page on Facebook. And then also, we, if you want to share it through Facebook, you can do a private message and hook people up to it as well. Yeah, you just hit share and then scroll down to the private message and you can send it to your friends. And please do that. We don't want to break your anonymity, but break ours. Share this. We love you. Talk Thank to you. you. Okay, bye-bye.